0: hey craig hey jeff hmm.
1: yeah um uh this is podcast versus everyone i'm craig this is jet with me is jeff um obviously we're not as uh, uh jovial at the start as we usually are um because uh, uh we got to talk about um some sadness in the cougar family today um uh from last week um Bryce Beekman, uh, retro senior, would-be uh, safety, passed away, um, which I'm sure anyone who listens to this podcast already knows. Um, obviously, the the second death of a player uh, in just over two years um, in the program. Um, man, it's been really tough, Jeff. It's been tough news to handle.
0: Yeah, it, uh, so it actually had happened uh, a little bit before we started recording last week's app episode, but the news didn't start kind of getting around until um, until later in the night, and uh, so we had, you know, we were recording our our episode of you know rewatching the the Oregon State game, um, during which Bryce Beekman had a had an interception, um, but you know, so so that kind of went down, and you know, and then I. I didn't feel like staying up. I was tired. Um, a lot of times I'll stay up and mix the episode and get it uploaded to our server and everything and get it published to the, you know, to the podcast feed. Um, I didn't do that. I went, went to bed. And that was at about ten thirty. And when I woke up the next morning, um, I kind of, I had a bunch of messages on my phone. Like, do you know what happened? Do you know what happened? I'm like, I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then of course I went on Slack and, and saw that, um, that, that it was Beekman uh, who had died. I know you, uh, unfortunately had stayed up late after we finished recording.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was up, I was, you know, watching TV or whatever. Um, and I just, uh, I remember I, you know, I think I watched another episode of something and I was about to go to bed and I was like, Oh, one more. And then, um, uh, after that one ended, uh, I, you know, I hadn't been looking at my phone cause I was watching TV and, but, uh, I, um, you know I, I checked my phone and, and just saw you know people uh, retweeting these ominous tweets from uh, players um, yeah and
0: we and we recognize those tweets now where yeah. it's like oh yeah we know what that is because we've seen that before
1: yep I definitely remember that from two years ago um, and that's basically the same way the news came out and then you know um, someone on Twitter uh passed along the, the news to me, you know, via direct message and, um, and it was really tough, you know, um, just to have, just think about, um, a, another family, uh, another Cougar family dealing with this again, um, Beekman's, uh, mom and dad and brother, um, and, uh, and just the, the, the Cougar, you know, the, the football team family dealing with this again. Um, so many players on the team lost a teammate two years ago losing a teammate again this is not a normal thing these are 18 to 22 year old men 18 to 20 year old two year old men don't die um in regular circumstances um so it's just to just to have uh um this happen again. it's just yeah it's crazy to to think about and um and we have a whole new coaching staff coming in the first you know thing that happens is uh they lose a player and um you you have a, a bun- you have a team to work with that um you frankly don't probably don't really know that well yet and um and so and you have the team spread out throughout the country, not being able to, you know, come together in person, um because of the you know, coronavirus of course. Um most players, as we talked about with uh um when we had uh John from the basketball team on um, a couple of weeks ago, the players just don't didn't even come back from spring break, basically, because all the classes are online. Um, of course, Beekman was in Pullman. Um, I, um, I he had went home to Louisiana to where his mom lives, and then um, came back. Um, I think to watch. I, I think to watch his uh, brother play basketball, who's um, uh, going to UVA to play for Tony Bennett next year, um, but uh, he had come back from that obviously, and had been back for a week or so. Um, and, um, and then obviously, um, passed away, which is, you know, um, I just, I can't even imagine, uh, uh, what his family is going through and then what, what his uh, teammates are going through again.
0: It's definitely not ideal that, all the players are spread all over the country. I mean, I know that uh you know, when Tyler died, um, you know, they obviously brought the team together pretty quickly. Uh and and did, you know, for for sort of lack of a better term, did some immediate triage, right? Of uh of the, you know, the immediate wounds. Um Instead, now, you know, these guys are spread all over the country, they're, they're back at their homes, they're with their families, and, you know, maybe with their families is a good place to be, but, um, you know, my guess is probably uh, they'd like to be around each other a little bit right now, and, you know, obviously not allowed to do that at the moment, so um, just kind of a, a very strange, um, you know, facet of this tragedy is, is that aspect uh, you know, the, the story of, of Beekman's death, um, you know, in a lot of ways would have been, you know, kind of the, the center of really everything that was going on, you know, sports wise in the WSU world. Um, and, and right now the, you know, most people just aren't paying much attention to sports or thinking much about sports. Um, you know, I'll, I'll fully admit right away that, that this, um, you know, slipped off my radar pretty quickly. Um, not that I wasn't, you know, uh, feeling a certain way about it or anything like that, but, um, you know, with everything that's going on with, uh, you know, obviously with the virus and, and, and being at home and, um, just kind of worrying about maybe what that's going to be like, um, you know, it's, it, 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 maybe was a little too easy for it to, to sort of slide to the side. Um, and, and, you know, that's a shame because, you know, he's, he was obviously a young man who was, who was well-liked by his teammates. Uh, Theo Lawson wrote a nice story just, you mm-hmm. know, with people talking about how he always had a smile and he was always greeting people. And, you know, something I didn't know was that um, the that football was maybe not his primary objective originally. Um, you know, he was, you know, going to go to a school for academics and, you know, was, was encouraged to pursue football and that's how he ended up at a junior college. I think, you know, the assumption is always, you know, someone goes to a junior college and it's because their academics aren't in order. I mean, we've all seen last chance you, right. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that doesn't seem to have been the case with Beekman. So, um, you know, it's interesting the things you learn about a guy when, uh, you know, only after something awful has happened, but, um, you know, he seemed like a really, uh, a really genuine person, uh, a guy who was well-liked and well-loved by his teammates and. Um, not that any young death, uh, is a tragedy, but in this case, uh, you know, it, it seems like he really did have kind of everything going for him and, and everything in front of him.
1: Yeah. Um, you mentioned Theo's story. Uh, what stuck out to me was, um, you talking about academics, uh, how, you know, he would, uh, Winston would talk about how he basically, they had the classes that were on opposite sides of the Mm -hmm. uh, opposite sides of the, um, campus which we've all had i think at least once Um, yep uh, so we know that you know when you got five or ten minutes to walk across the entire campus it's not easy um but they're talking about how he would he would he would rush to do it because he didn't want to miss class and uh that's just not you know that's not the stereotype of a football player let's be honest um um and then uh you know the talking about him blaring his music and uh which is uh you know I, i I I think that you know that's that's a that's like a quintessential college thing you know you just walk around and someone's just doing their own thing and um probably makes it a a, a more a better atmosphere overall but just to have someone you know playing their music and um it sounded like he he didn't really care if he was uh, if 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 people were giving him looks he would just turn it up louder is what they said so yeah it's it's yeah it's unfortunate obviously I I didn't know one uh i i probably didn't know one single personal fact about uh bryce uh before he passed um which is unfortunate you know he was just uh you know if if you had to say something about him you'd be like he's a juco safety from louisiana and that's um that's what you know about him like you know i didn't even know about his brother going to play for tony bennett until after he passed so um it's uh it's uh yeah it's really unfortunate um it uh, makes you think about all the kid, you know. It really makes you think about all the kids on the team and how they're all individuals and 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 with their own stories and and uh, how sometimes we kind of uh, just view them as uh, the football player um, and view them, you know, with how many tackles and how many interceptions and and, and things like that. When um, obviously their teammates and their family look at them uh, a lot differently.
0: Yep. I, uh, it's, it's a shame that it takes this happening for us to learn, you know, really learn some things about him. Um, definitely probably, I assume part of that was that, you know, his unit was, uh, did not perform real well on the football field last year. And, uh, you know, as, as, you know, maybe sometimes we need a reminder that, uh, that the, the people who, who play on the field, uh, are, are real people, right? And, uh, and not that we ever totally forget, but sometimes that uh, that comes into really, you know, clear view. And, and something like this sort of reminds you that, um, you know, what a, you know, an interesting person is, is, is playing back there. And, and I know that, um, you know, you and I, I think, kind of had the same thought. Uh, after we found out about the news and we had just recorded the episode, we kind of wished we had we had hyped up his interception against Oregon State a little bit more right. <laughs> as we were yeah. as we were watching uh, watching the Oregon State game, because that was that was a pretty big play, as it turned out um, in that game when we needed, you know, every single point we could get. So, um, you know, I know he, uh, you know, would have played a, a pretty big, a pretty big role on on the team in the fall um, I know he would have, you know, been a pretty huge factor. And, um, you know, it's just sad and disappointing uh, that he's going to go. I know that it's really hard not know, not having any answers as to what happened. I know that, uh, you know, I think you and I went went to the same place right away when we heard about it. And as I imagine probably a lot of fans did, um, just kind of thinking about, um, you know, Tyler and, and suicide and wondering if, if that had happened again. Um, it does not seem to have happened again. Um, they, they didn't see, you know, the police did said they didn't see any signs of, of that sort of thing. Um, but it won't, uh, they won't be able to make any kind of official determination for a couple of months. Cause it takes that amount of time to get toxicology reports back. Um, I think, you know, people who are used to watching uh, law and order SVU or CSI right. <laughs> kind of expect those things to be done really fast. Um, doesn't happen that way in the real world. Takes quite a bit of time to, to figure out what was going on and, Um, so, you know, for, for whatever that's worth, I don't, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, neither here nor there, but, um, I do know that, that my first thought was, man, if, if that was what happened again, um, to some of the guys on that team to have to go through that twice, um, you know, I was, I was thankful that that was not at least immediately, um, you know, not, not immediately an option. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it, whether it's, uh, you know the cause of death uh whether it um whatever it is it's still they you know they've they lost a teammate again they lost yep. a friend again yep. and and like you said again there's there's a family far far away that that lost a, a son and a brother um and i i you know, we we obviously you you know the holinskis very well and and um they've talked about it a lot too just um and i i think it 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 it, it carries over somewhat to no matter the the cause of death, but uh, just the helplessness of uh, you know your uh, your uh, your son or daughter being across the country and you uh, have no idea what happened in those last moments of their life and, and or you know what uh, or even that last week of their life or anything and and uh, all you find you know basically um, you just find out one you know, early morning that they're, they've passed. And so it's, um, I can't imagine how hard, uh, that, that could be. Um, and then obviously with the players again, uh, yeah, these guys have, uh, have definitely went through some, went through some shit in there. Uh, the guys that are, you know, uh, basically, you know, sophomores that came in early to, to, uh, to, to seniors, um, now I've lost two teammates and, 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 uh, it, in the athletic department, which has been mostly intact in that time too, um, lost someone. And so, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just really shitty, man. Like I, um, I, I uh, I'm glad you said that about, um, uh, it kind of falling off the radar faster than it normally would. Um, uh i i, I do th- i've been thinking about that a lot too particularly when we were getting ready to record this because it's been a uh, you know several uh, five or six days since it happened at this point and um yeah i was thinking about that earlier today how it wasn't something that i was was crossing my mind constantly i mean obviously i'd see it places but not something i was considering as much as when tyler died and yeah i think just because what, what's going on in the world and um, how it, it's you know how it impacts your own family and stuff, you, you're, we're all a bit distracted um, right now, and we're all trying to, I think, be a bit distracted from bad news. And um, so I think maybe our brains kind of uh, protect us a little bit in that way um, from from you know taking in too much because um, obviously it just feels it feels shitty, um, to think about. And, uh, and there's, there's no, there's no good of it. You know, when someone 22 dies there, there's very little, uh, you know, silver lining you talk, it's, it's, it's mostly about what they could have done and, and who they could have been. And, and obviously we do talk about who he was and that, that almost just makes it even sadder. Um, when you talk about, um, what he had accomplished and, and, um, cause then you're, you're sit, sit left wondering about the, the potential of someone's life and, um, yeah, it's just, it's tough. And, uh, obviously in this, we're the, the world is facing, um, death in the face right now, quite a bit. And then we, we have a, a, a death, um, that happened, uh, to this kind of WSU family, again and i i don't know I'm, I'm just gonna keep rambling if you don't um cut me off Jeff,
0: <laughs> yeah uh i guess a couple a couple last thoughts as we as we wrap it up um one thing is you know i feel on the one hand uh it's it really 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 stinks that the uh that the coaching staff is is brand new um they don't mm-hmm. know any of these guys and so you know providing the the resources to them um the the support to them that they're going to need as they work through the death of another teammate um again for for some of these guys who have been around you know it's it's you know two teammates they've lost um you know on the one hand that's that there aren't any established relationships there that the the coaching staff is is brand new Um, does make things more difficult however uh I I do feel like Nick Rolovich is a good person to lead this. Um, yes. That's not you know that that's that's not uh, an aspersion on leech or anything like that. It's just if if we had to have a new coach, um, and and that new coach had to lead a team through something like this, um, Rolovich seems to be a guy who 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 can do that. Um, you know, I've I've joked a little bit on on Twitter and on our Slack that you know Nick Rolovich might be. I'm not convinced that Nick Rolovich is actually real, that he might actually be just, you know, some kind of method actor who's trying to be like the perfect representation of a wazoo coach. Um, but, you know, with sort of everything that's happened, uh, you know, with, with, you know, with the virus and shutting things down and, and, you know, the, he's just had the proper response to everything at every point. Um, you know, with the virus where, where a lot of coaches might be uh, tempted to be a little bit myopic about their world. Uh, he has said, you know, this, this isn't, you know, losing football practices is not a big deal. Like we just need to keep people safe and healthy and happy. Right. And, and then he's of course trotting around Pullman, you know, buying pizzas and whatever for people. Um, so, so that gives me a lot of, a, a lot of faith that when, when it comes time to put the pieces together here for the football team, um, you know, he's going to be able to do it right. I mean, he, you know, from, from the time that he showed up, he was preaching family. I know that that was, uh, you know, that that's, that's, that's a real strong ethos of the islands, uh, where he spent, you know, so much of his life. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so I have a lot of faith that, that he'll be able to, to kind of pick this up and, and put it back together. And, um, you know not not that necessarily he's going to be able to turn into a winning season next year because i don't think that's neither here nor there nor you know related but um in terms of the mental well-being of the players uh which is sort of the thing that's foremost on my mind right now right. um i think that he will be excellent uh at supporting them and in, in whatever way a football coach can support them and um You know, hopefully WSU has has, has, you know, mobilized those things. And and I mean, let's be honest, you know, this is a this is a time when mental health can can get pretty fragile for some people. Um, You know, the the weight of of the whole specter of the coronavirus um, can weigh pretty heavily on people. Um, I, I know I, myself, I find myself mentally drained. I mean, I went to Costco tonight and by the end of that, I was mentally exhausted as I'm like looking around and making sure to steer clear of people. Yep. And, yep. Um, even just like the fact that I went to Costco and it was practically empty. Um, and yet it, that, that in and of itself was causing me some mental strain. Like this is just so I, like everything is so unusual and so weird um and and i worry especially about you know people who might be alone in this time uh you know just kind mm-hmm. of hold up in their apartment or whatever by themselves um as they socially distance from other people um i guess i i just can't say this loudly enough you know if you um you know, if you need to talk to someone or you're feeling a certain way, man, reach out and talk to someone. Um, and, and I know, uh, Craig and I will both <laughs> throw this out there. Like, please, if you have nobody else to talk to, talk to one of us, hit me up on Twitter, um, uh, gmail.com podcast versus everyone at gmail.com at the Craig powers. I promise you, uh, we will be a listening ear for anybody who, who might need it, might be feeling, um, a little bit down during this time because this is heavy man it's heavy and it's scary and um you know it's uh it c- it could take a real toll on your mental health
1: yeah absolutely and then um on top of that our 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 players our team and and uh bryce's family have to um, deal with the loss of a loved one so which i I know um hopefully not too many of us but obviously some of us already have and, and probably many of us more will have to deal with in the, in the coming months. But, um, yeah. Um, I, I think maybe we can, um, maybe just, um, take a little moment here and, uh, then we'll take a break. Um, I, I know you're not going to want uh, an ad blasted in your ear. But so, one's
0: coming anyway,
1: but, but one's coming. We're sorry. Um, but yeah, um, uh we'll take a break and uh rest in peace rest in peace bryce beekman 22 and we're back we're back okay so uh that was rough uh we actually had to do it three times um because (laughs) of some technical issues Um, yeah it's it's a tough time as as jeff was talking about um if if you'll kind of forgive us we're gonna try to keep it lighter the rest of the podcast uh we're not it's not out of disrespect for Bryce or anything it's it's more of just um I I don't think anyone wants to listen to us uh drone on about that for another hour so um please forgive us um if you don't want to hear us um Laugh and joke again feel free to um turn it off now um i you know i wouldn't blame you um but but uh we're just gonna kind of go on and, and do our normal podcast now um because uh i don't know about you jeff but that uh that was that's it's just uh getting a little heavy on me now
0: it is getting a little heavy uh beer typically lightens the mood a little bit
1: yeah for for those of us that are fortunate enough for it to do that um, yeah um yeah. Um yeah. Uh what are you uh what are you drinking tonight?
0: Well I stopped by my favorite my favorite tap room that I've mentioned many times on the podcast, Rainier Growlers out here in Puyallup. Um picked up a few uh a few growler fills Crowler Crowler fills. Um so tonight I am drinking a beer from a brewery that I have never had beer from before. I'm sure you have. Uh it's from Ruse Brewing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, the Endless Skies IPA, and uh, it is—I don't quite know how to describe it. As uh, as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, I'm not always great at describing uh, the flavors of my beer, but I will say this: um, this is a really interesting and unique, uh, unique beer. It's just got a really different kind of uh, kind of flavor to it, and it's really, really good. So. I wish I wish I had better words, but said, I do highly recommend it.
1: An IPA, you said it. It is and it's not a, hazy. Not hazy. Nice clean. Not hazy. One. Yeah. Um, I'm also drinking a clean IPA, a, a West Coast IPA, if you will. Um, there we go. I feel like they're slowly and surely making a comeback, and I'm sort of welcoming it at this point. Um, it's nice to mix in. Uh, the different styles of IPA. It, it seems like we were getting overloaded with hazies. And I've kind of been reminded lately that I do like the, I, you know, they were like one of my first loves in craft beer. And now I'm back to liking the clean IPAs again. Um, but this one is called You Should Smile More. Um, it is a, is brewed at Rubens, but it's a Ballard Boots collaboration. Um, what that references is the pink boots collaboration. Pink Boots Society, which is a um, uh, it's a, it's a nonprofit, basically supporting women in uh, craft beer and women in beer in general. But um, obviously, the craft beer is is a big part of it. Um, just because, obviously, uh, if you've just been around craft beer, obviously it's a very male dominated um, thing. And and I, I know in talking to uh, female friends who are either bartenders or brewers or, or, or just beer nerds like me. Um, they just, uh, it's, it's a whole different experience for them based on the way that they are treated by the patrons, by the, the people running the industry, um, all that. Um, and I, I really thought that you should smile more name was, uh, was a great name. And it's just got all these little memes of <laughs> non smiling, non smiling memes all over the can um yeah so it's it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a you know it's a cool um pink boot society is a is a cool thing um obviously uh um I, I i know i've been talking to a lot of uh friends that just at times feel pretty isolated if they're a woman at a you know working at a craft beer shop or working at a brewery or you know i, I have so many beer nerd friends where um you know they're they're in a relationship and uh the woman is the huge beer nerd and, and the guy is just on, you know, the one that's being forced to come to the, to the brewery so that the she can get two extra bottles or whatever, you know, and, but it's always, um, the assumption that the, that the wife is along with to get the extra bottles or whatever. Right. And, and, uh, or it's always, these, you know, you, you, you see it and I'm guilty of it. I've been in in the past as well. So, you know, when you're talking about the beers, you automatically draw yourself to the man and the relationship and not the woman. And, and often it's either, you know, like I've, I've got, you know, a couple friends that are Uh, both really into beer like a man and a woman and then uh i have friends where it's the just the guy and the you know just basically like me where it's i'm really into beer and and amanda isn't (laughs) but uh, she's well she likes the beer but she doesn't care about it beyond that um and then uh you you have where it's actually the other way around where the women and obviously that that um the tendency is to just um, assume my situation is everyone's situation. And, but, uh, so that's, you know, what they deal with and, and bartenders just, uh, um, you know, getting a, a different sort of vibe from, um, than, a, than a male bartender would get. Um, and then brewers, uh, uh, um, there, there's, there's few, um, uh, female brewers, uh, it is on the rise, but, uh, because there, there have been some highlighting, um, successful successful female brewers. Uh, one was, um, I can't remember her name, but um, one, one of the prominent ones was uh, the head brewer at Jester King for a while before she left. But um, So it, I, I think you're seeing more and more women, because I, I know just from being in this hobby, there are plenty of women um, that are um, interested in it, and they just uh, often don't feel like that they have a place. And so that's what Pink Boots is about. Let me get off my soapbox now. And then, uh, so, but I think... <laughs> You should smile more is just the real snarky type of uh, Well, it's you should and uh, the official name is you should in parentheses then smile more. Um, uh, but so uh, it's 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 a West Coast clean IPA, um, very classic in in execution. It's got the nice bitterness. It's got some pine on the on the nose and and on the on on the on the palate. So um, it's it it kind of reminds me of. Some of those first, uh, IPAs that you, you dealt with for when they started, you know, those West coast IPAs. So it's pretty damn tasty. Um, good job. So here, so it's Rubens in collaboration with Ballard Breweries, Bad Jimmy's, Fair Isle, Hales, Lagunitas, Lucky Envelope, Maritime, Pacific, Obek, Peddler, Populux, Stoop, and Urban Family. So whenever there's that, whenever there's that big of a collaboration day, it just meant they all spent the day drinking and like one person (laughs) did the work.
0: So <laughs> it's like that's the secret we yep. all got in a room together and had beer and threw all our names on it yep pretty i much. love that when there's that's that, funny i like there. i did not put the when you said you when you said it's you should smile more i did not initially put together uh what that was in reference to so that's hilarious yeah.
1: i love that yeah yeah it's awesome pretty clever um yeah yeah pretty tasty but yeah that's the uh the beer for this week uh man um Not a lot of, uh, obviously, other uh, WSU athletics stuff to talk about as um, no one is playing sports right now um, anywhere uh, in the U.S. At at all. Yeah, at all.
0: Just on my my Nintendo Switch where I'm playing FIFA like a madman
1: right now. Yeah, there you go. Um, I've been watching all sorts of old games, which I've quite enjoyed. Um, I did watch the 97 Apple Cup today. Yeah, um, just because I want to get, you know. Um, so we'll we'll see. So thankfully, that finally prevailed and won uh, the um, Nick Rolovich's March Madness uh, of Best Cougar Games tournament. Um, I, I I think the final four was pretty good in that, but uh, uh, so there were some upsets along the way that were kind of uh, crazy, but. Um, uh but yeah it, it the final pitted the 97 uh apple cup versus 92 snowball uh apple cup as well um no surprises two apple cups uh, are in there um but it was kind of funny to me i there was probably a few too many votes for the, the 92 snowball than than there should have been in my opinion but thankfully uh shouldn't have um, been any
0: it should have been 100 percent to zero percent
1: yeah sorry yeah. people sorry I' I don't know like uh, I mean for me the, the the one that I've experienced as a coog in person or as a cook would, would be um, the game day game but uh, I mean uh, you can't like so I my only memory of the 97 Apple Cup when I when it happened was I remember I remember seeing I remember the end I remember watching with my dad watching the end and I what I mostly remember is there's still being time on the clock and WSU is celebrating and I was real. I was like what and I wasn't a Cougar I mean I probably was more of a Husky fan because they were on TV more but I wasn't a Cougar I wasn't rooting for either team in the game I I, I thought it was cool that WSU was winning and going to the Rose Bowl that's you know as just a kid from the state I thought that was cool Um, but I remember thinking um, when there was still time on the clock and they were celebrating and I was just getting, I was getting nervous <laughs> for them. So I think I was, I think I was destined to be a Coug at that point. Yeah. Um, cause even I watched the game today and, uh, you know, they're doing a lot celebrating, um, when it's forty-one twenty-eight and UW, you know, scores with like six seconds left or whatever it is. Right. Um, and then you just see like Mike Price's like demeanor change, like, Oh, some like, like every good football coach always thinking about how the worst possible thing can still happen. Well, and and uh, not
0: any, not any old football coach, the football coach at Washington state. Let's just be real about that.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, yep, that's the feeling um, that I remember. But then, you know, what is a cool thing is I did not experience this as a Coug in person, but man, when, when. When that game was over, and you see all the Cougs rushing Husky Stadium, and all the Cougs celebrating, going to the Rose Bowl, I was getting, dude, I was getting tears in my eyes. Like, and so even as me who did not experience that from a first person as a Coug, like, still, if you are a Coug, you should watch it, and and you should listen to these podcasts this week from Coug Center Hour, um, uh, because it's 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 an incredible game to cap, you know, not cap, but, uh, to be, uh, as part of a, you know, and like the most incredible season and I'll let you talk, Jeff. Uh...
0: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, as, as I made clear on the, uh, on the Coug center hour, part of that mega cast with Kyle Sherwood and PJ Kendall and Scott Cresswell. Um, yeah, that game was, was really the, one of the great days of my life, which <laughs> sounds super uh super over dramatic but uh but i don't i really don't know any other way to describe it to be honest um you know everything that you said about you know you sort of welling up with emotion seeing all the you know all the cougars streaming onto the field um i was out there so i you know i remember all that i, I still sort of feel all that um you know the 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 joy of of the players and of mike price and uh just You know just the experience of it all i I was just glad that 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 eventually won the the cougar madness bracket because i was i was getting worried there for a little while um i mean first of all okay so the the 97 apple cup was the number four seed um if if i'm looking at the bracket here the the apple cup was a number four seed and it had to start off against its own rose bowl game so the Apple Cup against the Rose Bowl for a first round matchup, which is is sort of like that, uh, you know, that death matchup in the NCAA tournament where it's sort of like mid-major on mid-major violence or something like that. You know, basically you yeah, get the heavyweight like matchup by the way. So it won that and then it had to face the 2012 Apple Cup, which somehow beat the 19, 1988 at UCLA game, which was, that was the,
1: the the great travesty of the tournament.
0: Yeah. It's like, okay, so I was not a Coug in 1988. I was 11 years old. I was, you know, a, a loud and stupid Husky fan. And even I am like, that's insane to not vote for that 1988 game. I mean, that's, they went to UCLA. They played the number one team in the country and beat them. Like that's, that's a big damn deal. Um,
1: Troy Aikman.
0: Yeah. You know I mean? Like, so anyway, so, and it actually wasn't even that close, right? Like I, they don't have the percentages up here on the, uh, on the, on the bracket, but, but my recollection is that it wasn't that close. It was like 52% or 53%, which of course sounds really close, but, but isn't actually that close. Um, and so, you know, the 2012 Apple Cup won there. So I was I was a little I was I was sweating a little bit that the 97 Apple Cup might be Might have a little bit of a tough time against the 2012 Apple Cup, given what happened the previous round. But apparently, uh, people people knew enough there, and then uh, and then the 97 Apple Cup also had to take on the uh, 2018 Game Day game against Oregon, which hell of a bracket um, it went through, yeah. Which was the number one overall seed. I I might take umbrage with that to begin with, but that's okay. Um, So defeated that, and then of course went on to defeat the Snowball in the championship. So um yeah it's uh you know i i don't know that there are any other games that i would consider a, a, a travesty in here um but you know i do think that uh i do think if i could say this I, I think it was a really cool concept uh not just for fans but if if i could um you know project a little bit onto onto uh, our new coach rolovich Uh, I do think that he used this as an opportunity to sort of number one, connect with fans, which, you know, we know he likes to do. But I think also like um, he one thing he has appeared really invested in is learning about the environment and the culture at Washington State. And I, I honestly think he used this as a vehicle to kind of learn some history about the program, learn some of the more. Uh, learn about what's, you know, significant, important to fans um, and just kind of learn about some of these games. And I'm sure he was able to, you know, watch video of these games as you know, he's not, doesn't have a whole lot else to do right now. Um, and, and kind of learn, learn some things about, about the history of the program. So, um, you know, this isn't a situation where, you know, Mike Leach came in and, and needed to really clean house and start over and wanted to establish his own culture and really had no use for the history of the program. Um, I think Rolovich is, is, is pretty invested in the idea of, Hey, this is a place with history and we want to connect with that history.
1: Yeah. And I, I think what he hopefully took away is that um, uh, coog fans are thirsty for some apple cups. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, man. Oh my god! By, by if he way, took looked, nothing else away from it, that yeah. is the lesson.
1: Yeah, two apple cups beat in the Washington. You're a
0: hero forever.
1: Yeah, so it's so um, I found the the uh, the Twitter poll results. Uh, 2012 apple cup, uh, fifty one point seven percent on 20 2199 votes so you can do the math they had a lot more votes than so the the previous day was 2002 usc versus 2003 at oregon and the 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 uh the apple cup ucla matchup had a, a 1010 more votes in it than uh that other one so it was definitely a, a popular a contested one um, I think it got shared a lot more. People were getting a little riled up, but still the uh And it's the, right in that Apple wheelhouse
0: company. of Twitter users, right? The twenty twelve and oh, yeah. you know, if you're of a certain age, you're you're kinda of right in that area, so
1: Oh I think another one that some people um um some people weren't too happy about, which I, I don't really I mean, obviously I, I was at one and uh, the other one was the year before I went to WSU was uh, 2017 USC crushed 2002 USC. Yeah. Which, which uh, one one was vital in sending WSU to a Rose Bowl and the other was really fun. So I don't... <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that one, I could see that. I mean, I don't know about crushed, but but I could see that one where it's like, again you know recency plays into all of this of course mm-hmm. um and that 2002 USC game though that was a pretty bananas game though it just it didn't you know it it didn't have quite the same hype that you know going into it maybe that this one did even though even though and and I know somebody's listening to this going like yeah but both teams were you know rag wc was whatever okay yes all of that is true um, however the media environment that we live in today versus the media environment then not even remotely the same um and so the the way that that one the 2017 usc was hyped up um and the whole the friday night game and all that stuff uh, it, it was a pretty big game so i could see where people would would uh you know go for that over maybe 2002 USC. And again, uh, you have to be of a certain age to, to remember the 2002 USC game, which, uh, you know, just kinda, kinda makes me laugh cause that was after I got out of college and it was almost 20 years ago. So. Yeah. Oops. Oops. I'm old. It's yeah. okay.
1: One, another thing. So the 97 apple cup went up against the 2012 apple cup and 26.7 percent of people voted for the 2012 apple cup yeah losers all of the, them I, maybe some huskies infiltrated the vote maybe it's possible i don't know
0: <laughs> i don't know it's possible
1: M- nick rolovich's hawaii followers were like ah, 2012 sounds good
0: <laughs> could have been but yeah this was it was a cool deal i'm glad he did it and yeah. uh you know, kind of gave people a chance to, you know, reminisce and, and engage with the coach a little bit. And uh, like I said, I, I'm sure it gave him an opportunity to learn some things about our fans and about what's what, what actually matters to us. Um, and, you know, learn some things about some of the great teams and players in the, in the program's history. Right. Um, hopefully we'll be, you know, I know that Um. You know, again, Mike, uh, Mike Leach didn't really have a whole lot of use for for people in the past. But um, and again, that's not that's not a criticism. That's that's just that's who he is. That's his personality. And that's that's part of what it took to reshape the culture. Right. I mean, he had to sort of leave everything in the dust and, and forge, you know, forge ahead with with his vision for the program. Um, but I think the program's in a place now where, yeah, you can, you can sort of comfortably look back and maybe we can finally do something that we should have done all along, which is rename something after Mike price. Cause, cause that has to happen. Like, like, I don't know what, I don't know. I, I I think the easy thing is, you know, Mike price field at Martin stadium or something like that. Um, but we got it, we got to do something for that guy. Cause that's the idea that we have not um, really honored him in any kind of really meaningful or permanent way, uh, is sort of insane. Uh, he took us to two Rose bowls, uh, you know, led, led the, led the school to the, the greatest pro what, what is still the greatest season in program history, um, really goes down as one of the great, uh, offensive minds, offensive innovators, uh, in, you know, college football college history. Football like I don't, I don't, there's not really um, any way to like, like, sugarcoat that. Like, that's, that's what he was, and that's yeah. what he is. Um, he, he was a great, uh, spread offense innovator, the, the single back spread offense. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hope this paves the way maybe for him to get his due, a little bit, and and not that you know I don't you know I don't know Mike Leach well enough to know all of the reasons why, um, you know he he sort of didn't really want he, he kind of wanted to keep the past at at arm's length, but um, you know Rolovich definitely seems like a guy who would uh, not be uh, not feel. Uh, intimidated or or maybe put in a shadow or anything like that by bringing in some of these personalities um, a little bit closer to the program. So, um, you know, again, I look forward to the day that we can we can honor Mike Price for for the for the accomplishments, for putting together, um, again, the 97 season, the 2002 season and and really being the architect of, you know, the 2003 season, which, of course, was Bill Doba's uh, first season as head coach. But uh, but was, you know. Again, Mike Price was sort of the architect of all that. So, um, yeah, we need we need to honor that guy. Maybe we need to start start a campaign at cook Center. Maybe that's how we could use our you know all of our time off right now.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, and I think uh, Tad one little th- point to that is um, Pat Chun would be probably you know he seems to be um, uh, he, he he values uh, the the past and what has happened in the past where where. WSU has been successful in the past so I mean if I, if it's ever going to happen right but, <laughs> yeah um but yeah um yeah Mike Price uh Mike Price uh beer uh stand uh be fine with me I don't care <laughs> um, just so that they have beer on the Mike, concourse would be great
0: Mike price something yeah uh
1: yeah dude um yeah I I'm I, I'm glad I uh, it was it was really because you guys uh, did that po- those podcasts this week and I'm excited to listen to the second. It was one. so um, much fun, like yeah, I can't even I, tell
0: you how much fun that was. If was, people who are listening to this, uh, can please t- go can listen t- to those.
1: You guys can tell. I mean, I could tell that you guys were having a blast, and Michael does a great job um, playing the you know playing the kind of uh, the uh, the moderator, and yeah. uh, which Michael is, was uh, awesome a varied. um if if anyone's ever tried to moderate a panel or anything it's an incredibly difficult thing to do and keep a, a flow of conversation going and uh he he did a great job with that um so yeah highly recommend uh the first episode came out on monday um it's a two-parter because it took three hours to talk about well the second part <laughs> is only about the Apple cup two and the games bowl, so.
0: about the apple cup and the rose bowl
1: yeah but uh yeah i'm a. Uh, i'm excited to hear that one um i i I sat on my couch and listened to it you know (laughs) that's that's how we listen to podcasts these days uh yeah
0: because nobody's um, driving anywhere
1: yeah um uh yeah so although i did uh i drove to seattle um uh, today uh, how dare you because uh fremont did an online release of their barrel H barley wine. Um, It always follows their 1,000th batch of brew 1,000, brew 2,000, brew 3,000, and this one was brew 4,000. They basically just dropped it on us, like, suddenly. Um, I barely got in. I think I was one of the last people to get a a slot. and uh, So they they had some pick-up. Like, you could do either wait till later, but that was sold out, or you could just pick a slot to come in and get the beer because they didn't want everyone coming in to get the beer all at once, obviously. So... Um, I had, I had, uh, I had a slot this evening or this early, early evening to go, um, up to Seattle. So that's where I was able to stop by Fair Isle Brewing and get some of this, you should smile more. Um, but I was able to listen to some podcasts then. So that was nice. It was nice to be back uh, in the podcast groove. Um, but yeah, um, what else, man, what else is there? What else is there in the world?
0: Well, let's see. Uh, yeah schools are going to have quite the dilemma on their hands with their spring seniors who have been granted an extra year of eligibility by the ncaa
1: yep
0: Um, that's that's gonna be because when okay so when all this whole thing went down and and all these you know baseball players and track athletes and you know all those people uh you know basically had their season wiped out after a month um Everybody went, oh, they should get another season of eligibility, which now they have, which is great. Except uh, that creates some accounting, <laughs> accounting issues.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Obviously, um, uh, teams have limits on the scholarships they can give. Uh, and and the spring sports especially are, you know, it's not like uh there's far fewer than in football and in basketball. Um, for example, in baseball, um, for that whole team, I think it's like 12 and a half or something scholarships. Like it's not, it's, I, I may be totally off on that, but it's, it's not like there's 25 baseball players and they have 25 scholarships or whatever. So it becomes even more difficult because you got kids that have partial scholarships. You have kids that have, you know, you have your prime players that have full scholarships. Um, and then you, you, um, uh, you have other sports where they have similar, um, you know, uh, limits on scholarships. So it's, a uh, um, so, uh, cross country, uh, I don't know, is cross country a fall sport though. I, I. I don't even know. The yes. Track ones are hard. Yeah. Yes,
0: I, I believe that's right.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let me find. Baseball is 11.7. So, yep. uh, yeah, it's not so – you think of how, how big a baseball team is. Basketball has 13. Baseball is 11.7. Um, what else is in the fall? Do you got uh, – or in the spring, uh, track and field. Yep, right? so track
0: and then uh, golf. Golf's kind of weird because I, I think golf splits seasons because of the mm-hmm. because of the weather, but um, but I think that may be spring. So
1: yeah, I think it would qualify because you know they're losing half their season or whatever. Right.
0: So so that's another one. Um, I'm not sure. Let me look. Hold on. Hold on. This makes for great radio right here as I wait for the uh, WC website to load up. Um.
1: WSU has very few sports, as we know. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Let's see. Okay, tennis was in the fall, I think, or winter. No, wait. Yes, yes, tennis tennis was in the fall. Tennis is in the fall. Yeah, yeah, tennis was in the fall. Uh, Rowing was in the fall. So I think, yeah, I think it's mostly track
1: and golf golf and baseball. baseball, Yeah, because we don't have softball. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's right. that's it but yeah i mean it's it's gonna create you know it's gonna create a real situation so part of the part of the ruling was okay yes you can you know seniors can have an extra year of eligibility but you know they there hasn't been any adjustment at all to the number of scholarships that you're allowed to give out so there's gonna be some seniors where it's gonna be like yeah you're welcome to come back but you don't have a scholarship
1: And plus, you have a lot of schools on the lower levels that wouldn't be able to afford to offer the extra scholarships. Correct.
0: And I'm sure that's why they did it. Um, I'm sure there will be, you know, some accounting that takes place, um, you know, with, you know, programs a lot of times have people who, you know, either players who don't show up or whatever in the fall and... You know, that creates an open scholarship. But, um, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a little weird. It's going to be a little bit of a crunch. And there are going to be, there are going to be some hard feelings out of this deal. There are going to be some coaches saying, okay, well, yeah, you're welcome back, but I don't have a scholarship for you because I've promised it to, you know, so-and-so. so and so. So it's going to be rough. It's not fair. But um, as, as much as, as callous as this sounds, um, you know, as I tell my students, life ain't fair and that sounds horrible but it's true um you know it wasn't fair when my kid got cancer it's not fair when you don't get your senior year but you know that's life you yeah. know stuff happens and and i know that sounds terrible and very cold and like i said very callous but but that's the truth and it sucks and we wish everything could be fair and You know, yes, the NCAA does have the ability to say, hey, let's let's, you know, give you a temporary waiver for um, for extra scholarships. But, you know, as we know, the NCAA is not, you know, as interested in student athlete welfare as it claims to be. And so that's that's going to be the deal. Um, Probably some programs are going to be able to get a little bit creative, maybe with, uh, you know, with academic scholarships, maybe like the Ivy League does or something like that. But yeah. But it's it's yeah, it's there's going to be some hard feelings here where people are going to be there's going to be more people with scholarships uh, and less with uh, or or more people wanting scholarships than there are scholarships. And um, that's going to go across all of the NCAA. What I am interested in, maybe we'll see, um, you know, I, I wonder if they'll be treated, you know, as grad transfers for that purpose. I haven't seen that. Is that was that in there? Do you know?
1: Uh, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't recall. But, okay. Um, yeah. That's, that's
0: the one thing that's... I'm sort of curious about. Cause that may be, that may be a way for some of those people to, you know, continue to stay on scholarship and move. Not, not that people necessarily want to move to a new school. Um, but you know, that may be an opportunity to, uh, to do that. And, um, or maybe maybe it's much to do about nothing, too, because, you know, you mentioned that baseball, you know, uses partial scholarships and, you know, maybe a lot of those seniors only had a small partial scholarship to begin with. And so, you know, becoming a full walk on maybe isn't that big of a shift. So, yeah, it's yeah, tough and, to say.
1: And one thing to to point out is that if the if the senior maybe had a 25 percent scholarship, um, they can't decide that like they can't convince him to come back by giving him more than that or they can't give you can only get the same level of scholarship that you were getting the year before which is an interesting um um an interesting add-on because we see walk-ons in like basketball and football get awarded scholarships um so would that mean a senior walk-on um maybe couldn't be awarded, or does it not matter because they weren't on scholarship to begin with? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either, really.
1: Um, So um, I don't know if that happens as much. in, uh, But obviously, in in baseball um, and other sports, you have more walk-ons. It seems there's more opportunity um, for uh, someone to earn a scholarship, but maybe it's just not something that gets publicized as much because they're not, you know, they're not as the popular sports or, you know, the, the, the televised sports and things like that. But, um, um, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's, uh, probably going to be easier math for WSU than some other schools because WSU has, uh, pretty much the bare minimum of spring sports as you can have. Um, I guess Oregon didn't have baseball for a long time and, but, uh, but they do now. Um, but WC doesn't have softball, which would be another uh, big one. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, it's it's what you say, the right thing to do, right? And But that doesn't mean it's easy. Like, it's, yeah, sure, give them, give them the year back, whatever. It doesn't mean you're going to get it back. Uh, I, I think the NCAA was just under a lot of, you know – and. I think we're seeing them more and more, um, in the era of Twitter, uh, fall, like kind of, uh, fall into the pressures of what people are saying. Um, and there was definitely a very big groundswell of, of support for, um, not even just giving the spring sports who had their entire season canceled almost, you know, like maybe they would have played, you know, the baseball team played 10 games or, you know, whatever, fifth whatever. Uh, They played a few series and, um, But but there was some people even saying that the like basketball should get another chance uh, um, because, uh, you know, they didn't get to finish their season in the tournament or whatever. Um, What do you think about that?
0: Say that again. Sorry, I was looking at something trying to I was trying to figure out if they were going to allow free transfers. What what was the question again? I know Jeff wasn't listening. Oh, it's a classic. Jeff wasn't listening. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so uh, there was uh, there there was not only this groundswell of support for um, you know s- spring athletes getting that, that that year of eligibility back, but there right. was even as far as much as people advocating for winter athletes. Yeah, that was that crap. Pack.
0: That was crap. Yeah, yeah no, that that's a bad idea. That you know, again, life ain't fair. Things suck sometimes. Uh, you know, and I know that. I mean. I have the perspective of of a forty three year old man, so that's that's a little bit different than a twenty whatever year old student. Um, so obviously, take you know for whatever that's worth. But um, I yeah, there was no sympathy for me whatsoever in you know no there was no fiber in me that was like you know really we should give jeff pollard you know an eighth year of eligibility like that wasn't that wasn't something that ever crossed my mind it does suck it sucks it's unfortunate um but there were lots of winter athletes whose seasons were already over you yeah. know so what are you gonna do you're gonna let them play another year i mean it just it didn't make a lot of sense and um
1: yeah i feel like if your team is still technically alive and whatever their tournament is then 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 you're, then you're allowed to come back for an entire right. season. Right.
0: <laughs> right, And I mean, and that's, and, and, and by the way, that's assuming they all want to come back. Right? right. I mean, that's, you know, and I think that's the part that, um, that fans sometimes miss out on. There are a lot of players that choose to not continue. Um, you know, you see this in football all the time, especially football, football is the biggest one because it just demands the most, out of the players but you know every year every year in the spring and then every year in the fall um there's there's a a look at the roster right cook fan does these religiously where they look at the roster and who's not on the roster right who right. who was on the team that's not on the roster anymore and and inevitably there's there's a handful of guys it's five six seven guys every year who were on the roster at the end of the season they were on the roster in the spring and then fall rolls around and all of a sudden, where'd they go? Right. And, and it's just a it's just a number of guys who just decide it's not worth it anymore. They don't want to keep doing it anymore. They, you know, they, they just have decided that they don't want to do it. Now, most of the time it's guys who are not on full scholarship, um, you know, walk ons and those guys tend to be the ones that, um, you know, typically decide okay it's not worth it to get the shit beat out of me anymore uh for no scholarship but being a walk-on's like being a football walk-on's like the hardest thing in the world because you have to do everything everything that everybody else does except without the without the scholarship um and so you know some of those guys just decide they can't do anymore and sometimes scholarship guys decide that too they just decide you know i've i've you know, I've had enough. I can't, can't really do the same more. So um, I think there's this assumption that everybody wants to come back and, and work really, really hard for another year and they don't want to get on with their life. Uh, that's not always the case for a lot of people. I mean, if you said to Jeff Pollard, right, after everything that's gone on, you know, okay, we're gonna give you another year of eligibility. You want to come back, play another year of basketball? I mean, he'd probably say yes, but I'll bet it wouldn't be automatic. You know, I'll bet he wouldn't go, oh yeah, for sure. I want to do that. Like he would think all the weightlifting sessions and all the training tables and all the video sessions and whatever. Now he seems like a guy who really would love to have that opportunity to play with his teammates some more. Um, But I'll bet there's a lot of seniors that would go, "Uh," you know, especially ones that don't have any professional future. I mean, listen, after four years at Wazoo, I know for me, like I loved, I loved every minute of my time that I spent in Pullman and I was ready to be done. Like I was ready to get on with the next phase of my life and athletes aren't any different. Like they are people just like the rest of us. And so, you know, I think there will probably be, you'll, you'll probably see a lot of these seniors in these spring sports. Um, you know, I'll bet a lot of them do want to come back, but I'll bet there's a lot more than people think that just decide to, you know what, you know, I'm, I've, I've, I've done it. I've been there. I'm not going to play professional baseball um it's it's just it's time
1: yeah i, I mean, it'll be interesting to watch um I, i'd love to uh talk about the impact on wc's baseball team that this has but honestly they played like hardly any games and i don't really know that much about the team because they didn't play very much this year um, so it's uh I, i'm not gonna pretend that i know what i'm talking about there so um i don't know about you jeff do you have do you have any thoughts on how this might impact the baseball team
0: no <laughs> i mean just beyond you know if, if they do get those seniors back that's probably a net benefit you know you combine it with the freshmen that are coming in that's probably a good thing for the program um i just you know i, I don't know that it has um any huge you know material impact on on what brian green is doing but you know we'll see i think i think uh What's going to be interesting is, you know, if there are seniors who are going to be drafted, you know, those guys are going to have a little bit of an interesting um, situation on their hands uh, in terms mm-hmm. of a, de- of a decision, yeah. right? You know, do they, do they come back or do they, they go ahead and head to minor league baseball? So, and, well, and prob- you- yeah, I mean, there's probably some of them that are going to think, ah, you know, if I played a whole season, could I make one more season? Could I maybe get drafted? Baseball is a little bit different in a situation because um, so many guys get drafted, right. You know, 50 rounds or whatever, and all the levels of minor league baseball. So, um, you know, I don't know, maybe there'll be some guys who, who decide like, Hey, if I, if I give it one more go, you know, maybe I can, uh, maybe I can wedge my way into a, to a, uh, minor league career or draft selection and, and try to try to do something there.
1: Well, in baseball, it's a little different, you know, um, usually you get drafted and then you're, it's there's not really a delay you can head to the team and play yeah um but who knows what this year will be like they, they, maybe they won't be playing so maybe yeah. that factors into it as well
0: i mean they they may not play any minor league games at all for the rest of the season
1: so yeah yeah, yeah. who knows so, uh, who knows um yeah man i, I don't know um we're definitely uh not not rich with topics at the moment um
0: we did pretty good though man. We went over an hour
1: on that yeah yeah so I, I i um i uh you know uh we were begging for topics last week i will never do that again um um just to bring it back to the start but uh um it was rough to talk about that at the start um thank you guys for listening um we just you know we had to talk about it um, about Bryce Speakman's passing um thank you for continuing to listen as we just uh, screwed around talking about old football games <laughs> again and yeah. we will be doing that some more i promise you and uh, if you really love listening uh, to talk about old football games you definitely should um check out um, that Kook Center Hour on Monday and then uh, check out our last week's uh, episode where we did a commentary track for the Oregon State game from this year, uh, that 54-53 masterpiece. Um, go ahead, you know, if you're sitting around your house, uh, just uh, find the stream and, and and play us over it and you'll get our insights um, for that, that hour. And just remember that we did not know that Bryce Beekman had passed away. When
0: yeah. We we're going we're to have to so. get creative about stuff going forward, man.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, th- I think we can. I, we're hoping to have something really cool. Um, really hoping for that really cool thing um, in yeah. the coming weeks. If uh, you like
0: the interview last week with, uh, or two weeks ago with uh, John Andershek, uh, we may have something. We're hoping to have something, crossing our fingers to have something super cool like that uh, in the future.
1: So. Yes that will be one of the one of the few benefits of the uh stay at home shutdown of the world um we might have some uh some uh, cool guests so yeah um yeah i mean i mean, i I, th- I think we did a we did a fine job cranking that out um you also got 3 more hours of uh of content on this on the on the feed this week that's <laughs> so, right so you guys, um, I'm sure you guys are are, are are have plenty to listen to, but yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and and again, if you have never watched the 1997 Apple Cup, it's it's freely available on YouTube. You can find it. Yeah, there's like uh, seven different full
1: yeah. games on there. <laughs> like just yeah, pick and, one and watch
0: watch the uh, find the ABC broadcast, not the yep. uh, Rick Riz uh, Fox. I don't know what it was called at the time. It wasn't Root Sports. I think it, it was Fox, Fox Sports, Sports Net, right? At that point. Yeah, the Fox Sports uh broadcast. Don't 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 listen to that one. Listen to the actual ABC broadcast and and watch that one and and watch that and then listen to the podcast that's going to drop on Friday. Uh that is that is my recommendation on that one. So.
1: Yeah, and I found it when I searched for it uh today the first one that comes up is the ABC. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yep. All right. Highly so, recommend uh, subscribe to us. Yes. Uh, send
0: us emails.
1: Send us emails at podcast versus everyone. And I, I am
0: trying. I, I, this is, this is something I haven't talked to you about, but I have looked into trying to maybe get some t-shirts that, that are podcast versus everyone branded. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'm going to try and work that one out.
1: So buy t-shirts from us eventually.
0: Yeah. Someday.
1: Yeah. Um uh, we already we already shouted out our Twitters and everything. So Yes. Uh go Cougs, Jeff.
0: Go Kooks, Craig.